Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to yet another episode of Two Noobs Talking. It's episode 106. With me, of course, are my two good friends, John Tracy and Steve Murray. I am Mr. Matt Craig. How are you guys all doing? Hope you're all doing very well. John, how you doing, man? Philly's up one game to none. Red October, yeah. babe. Yeah, yeah, love it. Get ready for getting ready for game two. You think they've got a chance tonight? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the time this airs, we'll know. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll be on their way to Atlanta. Knock on wood. I they, uh, hope they so. win tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll Actually, see. by the time this airs again, we'll probably be two games into Atlanta, won't we? Yes. It might yes. be. If they win. Yeah. If they win. Yeah, well, the same, but, yeah, crossing yeah. fingers. Steve, how you doing, sir? What's going on? I'm wearing pants. There you go. There you I go. Th- so am I. I'm, glad, I'm, doing that I'm too. glad that we could get you to this point. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably put, put his pants on one leg at a time. Yeah. Exactly. One, one waist at a time, just like everybody else. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Today was beautiful. What a beautiful day outside. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's crazy out here in the Northeast. It's fall. It's officially fall now. It's great. Yeah. Putting weather's back. It's wonderful. Yeah. So, Johnny, football what do you weather. got for us, though? Yeah, it is football weather. Eagles are 4-0. It's crazy. Yeah, it's football weather. So, we, mm-hmm. we talked about pizza last episode. So, I did a little digging about Americans and how much pizza they eat. Apparently. <laughs> oh. Americans. Only Americans. Tons. They eat 46 slices of pizza per year. I find this astonishing because I eat way more than that. So I'm, 46. At, the, I'm at the way top of that scale. So I figure there are people that hate pizza, and I don't like those people. <laughs> yeah, you have to wonder about that. The mean mm-hmm. is 46. That's interesting. Yeah. That's probably about... I. Eight medium pizzas, if you stop to think about it. Medium. Yeah. Yeah. About eight medium pizzas. What? Six no. slices each. Well, no, I'm medium gauging pizza that still on has the... eight. A medium pizza still has eight slices. Okay. All right. I'm gauging so... that on the Wegmans pizza, which is usually their medium <laughs> is six. Believe Boo. it or not. It's six. Boo, yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. Get some extra That's slices. Right? Get some real yeah. pizza, Matt. God damn. <laughs> uh, I eat usually two slices per sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. About that. And I might have yeah, if there's leftovers. That. I'll probably have another one the next day. Yeah. Uh, and I let me figure. I get pizza once every two weeks. Twenty six right. times two. Fifty two. Some. Fifty two. Okay. So, right, so you're, okay. Yeah. Uh, it seems about about right. Okay. I, I'm a little I, over, but yeah. Okay. I would say I probably have pizza once a month, I guess. I mean, it's rare that I have it, but if I do have it by myself, I will have three slices, you know, basically as the first sitting, and then stick the rest in the refrigerator and then reheat for for lunch a couple Mm -hmm. slices until the pie is finished off. That's how I usually do it. But, yeah, that's interesting. 48. Wow. That's wild, too. That it's 48 well, slices like that. I, I would I have go, thought it would have been a much higher. I get it usually once every two weeks because we're going to a different place each time. Mm. We've got lots of different mm-hmm. places we like, so we like to spread the love around. And, nice. There you go. Um, there but, you go. yeah, if you're eating it by yourself, <clears throat> if you can't get a personal, like, pizza, mm-hmm. that's a little tough. Yeah. That's Especially a lot of pizza. Large, for, yeah. yeah. For, for one, one person, person, that's a lot of pizza, yeah. You order a large for yourself? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Oh, God, no. I made that mistake a long time ago when I first moved in here. It was like, okay, I'll just get a large pizza, thinking that it's like, oh, I can eat this. And it was a chore. Let me tell you. It was like you're just like after two or three of them after a while, it's kind of like, oh. You know, it's like you just can't keep eating this pizza all the time. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, meanwhile, John's effervescing here. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm, I'm blowing up here. My light turned off. <laughs> They're going to say that Russian that the Russians dropped the nuclear bomb. What's going who on? Knows, man? If we, yeah, if we who knows, man? If we shot X-rays at you, would you fluoresce? I, I, I guys, honestly, I can't see you right now because I'm right down. <laughs> it's 
Who's speaking to me? What's happening? What's going on? You know what? It was a nuclear flash, Matt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For everybody that sees this on YouTube, just know, as blinding as it looked to you, it was blinding to me because I'm this close to it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I got to love it. Love it. Well, gents, why don't we just dive right into topic one, and uh, let's talk a little bit of the National (laughs) Football League. There you go. I know. I should really get my sunglasses. (laughs) Well, I mean, we don't have to, but it is a hot topic because this Thursday night football game that took place between the Broncos and the Colts, gents, yeah, yeah, it was god-awful. It was probably the worst-played prime time i guess you could call it that game and and whatever in a day it, it seems like i don't know how long but this thursday night was a touchdown even on. scored in that game no. i don't think so not a one all yeah. field goals one field goal was blocked so if you had brandon mcmanus on your team you missed out on actually on a field goal but uh in our league hey by the way all three of us on this on this podcast we're all three and one at this point um, somebody, one of us is right. response. One of us is yes. responsible for the other two's losses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my and my yeah. big claim to fame is I picked up the kicker for Indianapolis because I knew that game was going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> so you got twelve points out of it, Johnny. There exactly. you go. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty good. But victory, um, guys. This is kind of like this. I, I don't even know what to make of the NFL anymore. I, I think I famously ranted about it on Facebook. The surprisingly, like, decent reaction of, like, here's one of the reasons why I don't watch the NFL. And it may mm-hmm. surprise you because I have an NFL helmet collection and I'm a huge Eagles fan. It's like I haven't sat down to watch any football. Mm-hmm. None. Um, and Not even I just the Eagles? Wondered... Not even the Eagles, no. Oh, wow. Not even, yeah. It's like maybe the... It's funny. It's like when I do watch them, they do bad. I was watching <laughs> there you them go. last Sunday. And then, then continue to not watch them. Yeah, so I was not watching them. Keep yeah, turning exactly. off the TV. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll be fine. But, but Jen, I mean, I, I like to get your, like, your reaction. John, I'll go with you first. Like, what are your thoughts on the NFL, the Thursday night games, the poor play? The NFL is boring. Um for the first time in a real long time, I watch I I watch every Eagles game. That's about my commitment to the NFL. I'll watch every. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure that you know, bell to bell. But yeah, and other than fantasy, you know, checking online mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. the apps take care of that stuff. I don't need to watch Chris Berman anymore. It's not 1996. <laughs> 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 but I, I only watch the Eagles games. I I regrettably. When I was in the hotel the last couple of weeks, I mm. watched a lot of NFL, but it was on the TV. A lot of it was just me falling asleep, taking naps, um, and then waking mm-hmm. up. So it was like, just in the, the background. Score? Yeah, what's the score? Of the great, oh, whatever. I like, like I care like, about Aaron Rodgers. Like that. <laughs> that game was boring. Every game seems to be. Even the Eagle games are kind of boring. Hmm. Because. Mm. They're, they're like the, the first three games of the Eagles games, they're up, you know, a couple touchdowns and nothing happened. And then last week was kind of entertaining because they were actually down and they had to come back. So that was kind of entertaining. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, we weren't shocked that they came back and beat them. It's, the NFL is very predictable at this point. It seems to be. That's a pretty and good point. And there's too much it seemed- of it. Hmm. <laughs> It just seems oversaturated, I think. Mm-hmm. I think to your point, I think you're right on the money there. Steve, what, like, I know you, you're a regular Eagles viewer and devoter to if them. If I'm like, home. What, if I'm home. If you're I'm home. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What, but will you go out of your way to watch a Sunday night football game or a Monday night football game if it's on? If the Eagles are in it? <laughs> if the Eagles are not in it. Then no, I don't give yeah. two yeah. shits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think other than the Eagles, I don't think any of us watch any football. Like I have no rooting interest in any like I'm not a I'm not a gambler, so I have no interest in in lines or spread. I could care less about any mm-hmm. team other than maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'll check the highlights of the team we're going to play next. That might be my extent of of NFL football. 
Mm-hmm. What did they do last yeah. week? Who's their good players? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it. I <laughs> maybe I would throw it on if I was curious. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch the Super Bowl this year, gents. I have no idea. If the Eagles are in it, I'll, pro- I'll definitely watch. Yeah. But it's like, at that point, it's kind of like, well, regular season game, there's 17 of them now. It's kind of like, uh, Yeah, that's a lot. You know, a that's a lot commitment to go through yeah exactly i i you know and there would be times i think speaking of it like in 96 97 yeah i wouldn't be surprised like for me i would be watching not only the eagles but i would check in on the four o'clock game and watch maybe oh, up yeah. until about a half and then take the break there but it's like i i, I just i think i've I'll, never I think been I'll... that way i yeah. like the thanksgiving day games i'll i'll have them on just because mm-hmm. you know you it gets you away from having to talk to people. Uh, <laughs> um, Pretty much. <laughs> but, I mean, <clears throat> but that's also Thanksgiving. It's a kind of a a tradition thing. You know, I I don't regularly watch NFL games because I, I get, like John says, I've got no rooting interest. I'm not gambling on them. I don't care. Yeah. yeah there's not, I, uh, I understand the person who's gambling on them watching every game. It makes sense. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you, you you're interacting in a different way, but I think they've they've just lost. If they would get rid of Thursdays, I wouldn't really notice because I I don't think I've watched the Thursday game. I can't remember the last time the Eagles were on a Thursday game, so I don't. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's maybe like last I can, year, I but I don't yeah. remember. I can't remember like a memorable Thursday night game, and it's been forever in regards yeah. to that. It's like you know they've been they've been having that for probably the last ten to fifteen years. He's Thursday night games all the time, but it would be like, you know, Thanksgiving, there'd be like some memorable contests, things like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, 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 it's rare nowadays because it's like every team has to have a Thursday night g- game on their schedule That's just for dumb. competitive balance, I guess you could say, because Dallas and Detroit would always have them and they would always get that mini bit, mini buy and whatever, you know, but that was always tradition too. But the, uh, in the- regards to that, that's with, for the traditional Thanksgiving game. Yeah, it, it's okay because it's Thanksgiving. You guys get up for it. I mean, the, yeah. the Detroit Lions have not been great, so the, the contests haven't been all that good. But yeah, it, overall, the Thursday night games, the product has really been lousy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, probably get, wor- yeah, probably the worst of game. the of the yeah. Monday, Monday, Sunday night, Thursday night. They do not book. Very good. It's not, I don't, don't think it's about booking. <laughs> I don't think it's about booking, honestly, on Thursday nights. Mm. I think it's you have basically three full days to prepare for a game, whereas mm-hmm. on a normal week you'd have five, five, well, five or actually, five and a half. six. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you played on Monday night, it'd be a shorter week, but you know, only by yeah. day. But Thursday, so now you have to prepare three days. For an opponent you might not have any familiarity with, um, yeah, never seen before. And you got to crunch all. it all. Your recovery is is uh, less from the mm-hmm. previous week's game. You know, if you want to mm-hmm. open the season on a Thursday night, you know, with your Super Bowl champion and playing somebody, that's fine because you didn't Perfectly have any games that. the week before to, that yes. they have to recover from. But mm-hmm. to have it every single Thursday. The product yeah. is suffering, and uh, yeah. you know, people in the league recognize it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like it's unavoidable, really, if you're talking about from an NFL Network perspective. I'll link, uh, you know, reactions that they had to Thursday. It was like they couldn't hide from it, guys. They just could not sugarcoat well, you can't, it. You really and can't you can't at this point. Yeah. No. What would it take? I'll, I'll just pose this question to, I guess, to all three of us. What would it take for us to watch the NFL on a consistent basis outside of the Eagles? Like, what would less is more draw us? Less is more. Okay. Less yep. is more. Mm-hmm. Uh, a miracle, but I agree with John. Less yes. Is, is less more. is more. Less is more. I've if got you make mm-hmm. it, better things to do in my yes. life than sit around mm-hmm. all day watching football. Yeah. If you, mm-hmm. it, it, Eagles games aside, like because I know I'm going to watch that. But if you, mm-hmm. if you. If I don't see you every single day, <laughs> like I'm gonna, but hey, I'll check up on. Like I, I'm that way with hockey. I don't, I don't watch, ho- I don't watch every Flyers game, but I do a recap 
You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a week, a week and a half. Oh, let's see how they're doing. Like, I'll watch some highlights from this mm-hmm. game, from this game, from this game. Mm-hmm. Catch up, kind of, then watch a game, and then feel fulfilled, and then I go off again. It, it just less is more. Um, get rid yeah. of Thursday. Absolutely get rid of Thursday. Yeah, Don't go to Thursday. Saturday after college football's mm-hmm. over. Because mm-hmm. college football is a, a different sport. Mm-hmm. Don't don't yeah, go to true. Saturday. Stay on Sunday and have your little Monday night thing because you've done that for years. I don't care about that. I don't watch mm-hmm. it anyway. <laughs> Even with your boy Joe Buck it's, now commentating on Monday night, it's John. too late. It is entirely yeah, too it late. Is. It is. It is. Even yeah. Even if the Eagles are playing, I usually go to bed at. It's halftime. entirely too late. It's not yeah. Same. Worth staying up. Same. Yeah, especially like, can you imagine if you're having like a ticket to a Monday night football game? And I, in fact, I remember doing that like years ago. Temple was playing, I think, or they were doing a halftime show. Uh, and I was down there. It was like the Eagles against the Houston Oilers. We didn't get out of there. I didn't get home until like 1.30 in the morning the next day. I mean, it was it was crazy. It's like, you know, yeah. let's make it like 7.30, you know, like any other game. That would be my guess. Yeah. And, yeah, I would well, agree. Like, less is more. I think the Thursday games are ridiculous. To be honest with you, well, it's too the, much. The problem is they can't get rid of the Thursday games because they just signed some mega contract with yep. Amazon. Is it Amazon? Amazon yeah. Prime Video. Yeah. yeah. So they got to deliver. They uh, sure do. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't and back the, out and, of it now. And even when they get done the contract, it's it's money. <laughs> you know. Hell yeah. It's, exactly. Well, we paid a lot for Thursday night games. We might as well keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. All right, gents. Well, here we go with number two, second topic of uh, episode 106. And, uh, you know, John, I know you've invested in a Tesla vehicle you purchased a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You might want to return it, like, really, really quickly. Um, electric I vehicles. Can go, I can go, go ahead. all the go way ahead. across the country on a tank of gas. Come on. Joe Biden told well, me. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. But there's there's one problem though. Uh, electric vehicles are exploding from water damage after Hurricane yes. Ian. Top yes. Florida official warns. Um, basically, what was happening was that firefighters have battled a number of fires caused by EV v- batteries, electric vehicle batteries, waterlogged from Hurricane Ian that struck, of course, Florida and then South Carolina. But in Florida, this is where the story is. EV batteries that have been waterlogged in the case in the wake of the hurricane are at risk of corrosion, which could lead to unexpected fires. According to Jimmy Patronus, the state's top financial officer and fire marshal. How about that for double what? duty? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. that was a, that part of the article. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wow. Wow, yeah. he's got two jobs? Interesting. He's got two jobs. How about that for double duty, right? Well, two jobs is fine, but chief financial officer and fire marshal. Fire marshal. That's, yeah. That's a little weird. <laughs> a little off the beaten path. Yeah, exactly. What, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> um, so basically, he, he's, uh, he's been quoted as tweeting this. Uh, there are a ton of EV vehicles disabled from Ian. As those batteries corrode, fires start. That's a new challenge that our firefighters hadn't faced before, at least on this kind of scale. It takes special training and understanding of EVs to ensure these fires are put out quickly and safely. Uh, And there's a video, uh, which I think I'm going to try and throw Mm -hmm. up here, maybe on screen, of them trying to put out this fire. And it is ridiculous. It is not a chemical fire. It's It's a chemical fire. So you got to treat it a little differently than a run of the mill. Steve, this goes yeah. to your exact point when we were talking about California law. Why mm-hmm. not get the technology before you shove the technology down our throat? <laughs> why Why not have, you know, firefighters that are trained in this if this is going to be the, the wave of the future? Because they're doing the arbitrary bullshit again and putting the cart before the horse. And these, this is, they, I, I can understand if, if you want to argue with me about, you know, these fires being very specific to the fact that a large hurricane just soaked, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the extreme. I get that. But what if, 
what it what if you're pushing this down this happens louisiana this happens in texas this happens in the southern states these hurricanes aren't just run in the middle oh it just happens every once in a while they they come along well you can have flooding without hurricanes too yeah have absolutely a lot of rain and you're going to get the same thing yeah not to mention snowstorms and blizzards up in the northeast did everyone ever think about that i don't think so but i mean water will i mean and you know steve from experience some people do not shovel their snow off their cars they'll keep them on their cars yeah could you imagine, especially in the With Northeast? The electric- that's a that's a huge Northeast thing that drives me nuts, as I don't mm-hmm. miss. Is the people that just jump in their car and drive, and just start driving? Yeah, and then you got snow is like, blowing off. Yeah, the, yeah. blow yeah. is flying <laughs> yeah. off as you're driving seventy miles an hour. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. yeah. Um, if between you're the, April, if you're and- those people, I don't like you. <laughs> no. Between April and June of 2022. Uh, electric vehicles accounted for 5.6% of new car purchases mm-hmm. in the U.S., up slightly from the first three months of 2022, according to Kelly Blue Book. However, President Biden announced a goal of ensuring that 50% of new car sales would be electric vehicles by 2030. That's uh, eight years from now. Yeah, but he, also, think, yeah, he yeah. also thinks his name's Fred. So, Well, yeah. He might they have not. a, uh, they <laughs> he have might a quote here. Myron... This is really funny. Uh, Critics have blasted the administration for giving a false impression about EVs, noting that they are expensive and often unreliable. Myron Ebel, the director of the Competitive Enterprise Institute Center for Energy and Environment. What? Yeah. Like, where are these titles? That is the (laughs) CEIC, CEICEE. So CE. Attach a BS to that. And we're good. Yeah, BS, yes, right. Yes, B- and B- he makes he makes three hundred and thirty dollars something. Yeah. <laughs> he has a great quote though. The EV push is really kind of a con job. It may be a good deal for some people in some places under some circumstances. Mm-hmm. But by and large, right now, it's not a good deal. I mean, that pretty much was his quote in that's regards a fen- to that. That's a, that's a phenomenal quote. I completely agree with everything he said there. Even though his bullshit title and and yeah, I'm I'm sure he'll he'll understand. This is nothing new for the government, though, to kind of just set an arbitrary deadline, gents. I mean, that's been their mo for like ever since I've been alive, ever since you've been alive. They're good at. Well, we're going to set this goal because the American people want it, and the American people are just sitting around, kind of going, "Uh, "No, we kind of like the Mustang and the." You know, the Corvettes, and we kind of like those cars, you know, the muscle cars. We've always lo- enjoyed those things. and uh, But this is just so ridiculous. Like, we haven't even had, like, an electric. We, they're working on the federal highways to, you know, get electric charging stations. And I've read articles there, guys, where it's like some people have, like, driven electric vehicles like, well. long distances, and it's a pain in the ass. Let's say it takes four hours for the cars to charge. It's not mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. not even worth the time or effort. And you're not going to hang out at a convenience store for four hours while your car's charging. It's ridiculous. Oh, we so. have we have breaking news. Oh, this, this nice. is just coming in now. Uh oh. Uh, so breaking news: we have a disturbance over the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean, okay. nice. which may or may not become a hurricane. Or named Swamp. Um, it's projected that if it indeed becomes a hurricane, it could strike anywhere from North South America all the way up the coastline. Um, which would be nice. which would be difficult for Florida, having just suffered Category 4 uh, Hurricane Ian, in which these electric vehicles are exploding. Uh, but, of course, our projections at this point, since we are still in the middle of the Atlantic with this disturbance, uh, mm. the likelihood it's going to hit Florida is very low at the moment. Uh, since it hasn't even developed yet. Uh, hmm. But this disturbance is out there. We just wanted to let everybody uh, be aware of that because it could, in fact, turn into a hurricane. Of course, it also might not turn into a hurricane. Question. Um, yes. Question. Uh, yes. What's the name of this uh, this system? Is it hurricane? Well, it doesn't have one or... yet because it hasn't developed oh. that far. Oh, yes. okay. Okay, yes. cool. But it's in the cool. Atlantic. It's it's over the Atlantic. So it's, yeah. That, it's, that's, there's that's water involved. Yeah, there's yes. water <laughs> Water vapor clouds. Now back to our regularly scheduled program, right? Yeah. All right, batteries. Where were we? I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, talking about 
like electric vehicles, guys. I mean, we've always made fun of them. Um, and, I think not because not because you know it, it, it's a it's a legit goal, right? You know, it is. An electric is. vehicle would be good, absolutely. If you can get absolutely. it right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. None yeah. of us. I don't think the any problem. of us are against that. Like against the no. the transformation eventually. But mm-hmm. not now. But the legislation <laughs> is ahead of the science. That's the problem. Yeah. And that's you're the requiring these things to be you to be sold exclusively. You know, in eight years, apparently. Um, yes. But we're not at a point where we, we we can handle it. California's infrastructure certainly can't handle it at the moment. No. Yes. Mm. And, and, and now apparently they're catching fire. Yes. And, yeah. And, and the especially car, now. And the car companies aren't going to be able to handle it. Could you imagine no. Ford and GM and all of them having to make that transition? That's going to – that is not going to work out well at first. No. I mean, will they eventually get it? Yeah, but look how look how long it took Elon to get Tesla to a halfway reliable to get them to mm-hmm. market. He's halfway mm-hmm. reliable. Yeah. And, you and, know, and oh, by the way, you're and buying he has that all the freaking money. <laughs> like, you're not you're not trading anything in either. They will no, they no, only yeah. want the price for their vehicle. Yep. And so if you're getting here's another thing too with the inflation with the inflation reduction act <laughs> that was promoted by Biden's administration and signed into law, they give mm-hmm. you know Americans a tax credit of seventy five hundred dollars. Guess what? You're not going to see that money. You're not going to see a check for seventy five hundred dollars. It only just no. throws on your bill, on your tax bill. It's not going to yeah. get. Re- you don't walk into Tesla saying, you know, "I've got a check for seventy five hundred dollars from the federal mm-hmm. government. I like to buy an electric car." No, please. No, no, it doesn't work that way. So, I mean, it is a but con Tesla job. Does I couldn't require, agree more. Tesla does yeah, require ahead, a huge down payment. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. in I mean, this they market, can. yeah, they can. Yeah, and in this market, I'm, you're not putting any yeah. kind of money down for that. There's no, no. way you're putting any money. Not no, especially money with so, inflation. Everything everything big costs money now because of inflation. Yeah. That's just the way it is. That's how you get yep. inflation to go down is all the mm-hmm. big stuff costs money. We well, talked, and the demand. Yeah. The demand yeah. has to meet that, that yes. price ultimately and it does not. for the price to come down, and it's not doing that right now. Go ahead, Steve. What were you going to say? Well, what I, just to bring it back to the – the whole reason for this article was was fires of batteries. Batteries yes. are, <laughs> especially yeah. this type of battery, are volatile things. I mean, we can't even get them right, right for cell phones. We talked, I forget if we talked on air or not about the Samsung tablet mm. <clears throat> that was notorious for announcements at airports that you couldn't pack it in your airplane. Yeah. They were afraid it was yeah. going to catch fire and bring it all Yeah, because yeah. of, temp- yeah, <clears throat> of the temperature. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's a, that's a cell phone. Now imagine yeah. you've you've you know increased the size of your battery because you need a bigger battery bank to run a car. Oh, um, yes. You know, can we make sure we have that right first? Also, I've got. Before well, I've got. Fire, I've got a secondary. Fire. I've got a secondary question to that. What do you Go think rubber to a road is heat? How are, yeah, how are you going to go long distance? Have you ever got out of your car after 250 miles and kind of felt underneath your car? It's really hot. That's mm. not – it's not safe. <laughs> it's not safe for what they have in them no. now. I don't know if that would really impact the batteries, but I, I would be more worried about corrosion of the battery, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, defects in the battery, the way these things are built. Um, over time, you could get a short. If you get a short, that could set a fire um, easily. It's didn't I read somewhere, guys? I'm just trying to maybe look this up. But for an electric vehicle, the battery itself is already expensive, or something like that. I forget how. Yeah. Much oh, this it is. is not like your your lead acid battery that goes in your regular gasoline car. No, 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 like, no, no, not at all. Yeah, this is. I don't know if it's lithium ion or some other. It is. Uh, yeah. Yes. So it's a lithium ion battery, which is not. It's not cheap. awesome, but no, yeah, not at all. Yeah, um, just trying to see if there's any sort of pricing. It doesn't look like there's anything there, but yeah, I mean, and I know, like, especially with Tesla, I know, I think it is lithium ion. I think for them, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, but it's super expensive, and 
Yeah, but I have seen. It's interesting. It's like in the compression area. I've seen a couple of, you know, people driving around with Teslas uh, here and there. Not much, not many, but a couple that I've seen. Um, but it, I mean, and then not only that, gents, but the charging of these cars. So you're charging it at your house. Your electric bill is going to go way mm-hmm. up as a result of yep. this. And if you're living in a condo building like I am, you don't have any electric stations to charge. The only one yeah, that's closest can't. is up near an office building up at the top of the hill up yep. here. So not much of anything. So, And that's the same yeah, thing. Long way for, to go. From what yeah. I talked to a Good couple job. of Tesla owners that I've that I've met at the charging stations at like truck stops and stuff like that, they're that's just like paying for gas. They're paying for their charge time. Yeah. So if you don't have one at your home, that you're pretty much just going to a gas station anyway. You're just not using yeah. the gas. You're using the, the electricity. Yeah. Right. But you're also staying there for way longer. As we've talked Far about. longer. Because... Far longer. So it's not just the cost of the electricity you're putting into the car. It's the value of your time sitting around doing nothing because mm-hmm. you're waiting for your car to charge. And I think we've also discussed before, you're not do- really doing the environment any good because that electricity is probably coming from a coal plant. Uh, yep. So Yeah, exactly. And, and this seems to be strike amount, one, two, yeah. and three. Yeah. Good and job. the battery disposal is is not good for the environment either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They haven't exactly. worked that out. You they haven't worked that out yet. You don't have nope. that problem yet because there's not enough of the cars. Mm-hmm. But when you get the number of cars on the road that they say they want as electric vehicles, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years down, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, there's going to be a lot of battery disposal to take care of. Mm-hmm. These batteries are lithium ion batteries are not great. You can't recycle them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so not at all. There's some volatile chemicals bit. in there. Yeah, um, exactly. It's not, it's not the best situation. No, not at all. You know, one thing I'll have to uh, remind myself when I check the weather reports, Steve, is one, well, two things. One, what's the name? Because I want it to be named either after all one of us. You know, it's either Hurricane Matt or Hurricane John or Hurricane Steve. And two, I want to go into a full-fledged panic because I want that to be, you know, for the memorable thing. That's what um, the there B was, always wants us to. Wasn't there a Matthew years there ago? There was. That was kind of yeah, a couple years yeah, if it's a, and it kind of fizzled out. Yeah, <laughs> if it's a bad enough hurricane, they will remove it from the uh, the name list. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. um, yeah, most hurricane seasons I don't think get into S. I know, like, so it's, so it's hard to get up to my name. Um, I was just going to say we need a Hurricane Steve to really just destroy Washington. That would be hilarious. I think, would... I think John's so common a name they probably don't even put it on the list. No, that probably. Be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want Hurricane Melvin. That's what I want. Hurricane <laughs> Melvin. That would I be want great some po- I, love I want that. some poor anchor in Florida be like, Melvin's pounding the coast right now. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's not awful. just it's not just hurricanes anymore. They also name mm-hmm. winter storms now. Oh, of course uh, they do. On the weather right. channel. So, you of know. course they do. Winter storm Charlie is barreling across the across. Midwest. West or From whatever. Vancouver to Minnesota down to Dallas. And they only get like <laughs> freezing rain and it's like, really? Okay. <laughs> All right. So here we go, guys, with topic three. And, um, you know, we had the, the discussion a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. on quiet quitting. In fact, John and I talked about, I think it was quiet quitting episode 98, memory serves right. But now there was a LinkedIn article that I forwarded to you guys this week, quiet firing. Yes. And uh, so this also is also known very... as the Milton Wadhams segment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did not get my I did not receive my paycheck this week. <laughs> I got, I got yes. put strychnine in the guacamole. <laughs> no salt. No salt on the margarita. No salt. No salt. <laughs> oh I think my, my gosh. traveler's checks elsewhere. <laughs> Love that. Love that. The phenomenon is described as the act of intentionally training workers badly so that they eventually leave their jobs, LinkedIn News reported. Oh, That's what firing is all about. Yeah. Reading. Yes. I thought you said, well, in pre-production, I thought you said training. Oh, training. <laughs> no, no, no. Treating workers That would have been badly. so stupid. Okay. Treating <laughs> <them badly. laughs> workers badly. 
Method uh, founder and manager, CEO Ashley Hurd said, quote, I would describe it as a process where a company or an individual manager doesn't want to have a tough conversation, <coughs> coward, with someone, and maybe wants that person to leave, but doesn't want to take the action or the care to dive into whether that's the right next step. Yeah. Quiet firing, gents. Um, in turn, the manager might take things away, change the person's title, the signal of demotion, assign them to the worst projects in hopes the person will just quit and make your life easier as a manager. That's kind of cowardly, cowardly, I would think. It is, but it, it's very, um, uh, it's it's the way society is. So it's not shocking that this is a phenomenon <laughs> that so, people so don't want to, that people don't want to do it. <laughs> it, yeah. it might not also just be cowardice. Hmm. I have a sneaky suspicion there's litigation yeah. motivation mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Where you're afraid if you fire somebody they're gonna they're gonna counter sue. They're gonna count mm -hmm. they're gonna sue you for because mm -hmm. you discriminated against them in some way and so this is an easier way. Yeah. If they quit they have no recourse. Yeah. And so, you know, you try to do it that way. Now, that's actually a good point. Not mentioned in this article, which is a very interesting point, Mr. Murray. Well, I'm it's just I'm, I'm just glad so it's smarter. Well, yeah, there you exactly. go. I mean, you try to. Yeah, exactly. Quiet firing can stem uh, from a lack of communication. While you don't have direct feedback, your job may be terminated soon. Other signs can signal it might be approaching. It just feels like a switch flipped. All of a sudden, the boss is becoming critical, not making eye contact with you, sending emails to talk about things they have done wrong. Yeah. It's like, to me, that's like... If you're sending an email like that out, that to me is like, that's a bad manager. That's not you saying, well, okay, I'm going to let you go. You know, if you're that petty of like to put somebody, you throw somebody on the bus, it's like, you can't have the conversation with me personally. You have to go down this route. No wonder you yeah. suck as a manager, Yeah, right. you know, in that regard. Um, note that every, not that, uh, note that not every organization has well developed a leadership training. No shit yeah. <laughs> and hr training with managers to help make to help guide them as they make cuts well i mean that's, yeah i, I mean, think that's... that's a big problem that's a huge problem right there i think yeah. i don't All you know have to like, do is go John... shopping and you know that that is a thing in, <laughs> in life yeah yeah that is a huge mm -hmm. a huge problem training is yeah. at an all-time it, it's it's so bad in every yeah, aspect very of mm -hmm. every every place I go, you can just see that. No, here, go do this. Here, go, like there's mm. no behind mm -hmm. the reasons behind it or why it should be done this way or that. Nobody try. It's very lazy workforce at this point. I mean, very, even I would agree even with that inside completely. even inside my workforce inside my company, you can tell that the training isn't where it should be. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I everywhere. I can't even begin to tell you, John, the, the lack of documentation just in processes mm -hmm. and procedures within a billing department I walked into um with a company I currently work for now. Back in the day, there was no training. There was no such thing as month end close. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much like we're just gonna fly by the seat of our pants and we'll close when we feel like it. And it's like, well, Yikes. okay, uh, <laughs> that doesn't really work in the business world, but okay. Um, you know, <laughs> we'll it's just really, really, yeah, we'll try this for a week and see how <laughs> bad it is. And it was bad, really, really bad. Um, Steve, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to throw anything in, you know, with you, with your law firm or anything of that sort, but have you ever encountered something along the lines where the, the processes were all shot? There was hardly any training, things along those lines. Uh, or a lack I think of training. early, early mm -hmm. in my career, um, mm. not at the law firm, but at like other jobs I've worked, mm -hmm. which, you know, in retail. Um, oh yeah, I would say that the the first job I re the first real job I had was working at KB Toys, as we discussed before. Yes, and my manager, my manager, and her assistant managers were all great. Mm. Um, but you know, eventually she left and some of the others left and the new management that came in was just piss poor. Mm. And so you can see how managerial competence 
can impact how, you know, a, a organization can work. Mm-hmm. When you've got good mm-hmm. management, everything flows, everything's doing good. When you have poor management, you know, I was miserable under this particular oh. manager because she was a dunce. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I actually got a poor, uh, they, they sent in secret shoppers. I got a poor performance review because I was miserable. I wasn't happy. I didn't yeah. give two shits. Exactly. Anymore. Yeah. Uh, why exactly. Would you care, yeah. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and so, yeah, management styles and, and management competence play a lot into this. Um, mm. and the quiet firing, I think is just another symptom of it. They, they mm-hmm. don't train people properly. And so they're poor at their jobs and you want to get rid of them, but you don't have the guts to, to actually step up and do the firing. Maybe partially because it's your own fault for not training them. You know, at, at a certain point, well, you fired X many people. Maybe the problem is you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that, that's the thing with the quiet, quiet firing. It definitely goes back to training because if you train somebody A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and that mm-hmm. is what they're supposed to do every day. You can, as a manager, you can go back confidently and be like, well, I trained you on A, I trained you on B, I trained <laughs> you on C, I trained you on all these things, and you're not doing them. You know, you need to step your game up, or I'm going to have to get rid of you because it's all in black and white at that point. Because mm-hmm. you're, com- you're confident in your training, then you're, you should be confident in your rep- reprimanding and Maybe firing or maybe mm-hmm. say, I know I worked for someone a long time ago. He was one of the greatest managers ever. I was falling off because I couldn't, I couldn't put it all together. He sat mm-hmm. me down. What do we need to work on? You're good at this. You're bad at this. You're good at this. You're bad at this and turned me around and made me actually a really good employee for him there because he, he was able to take me by the, by the bootstraps and be like, Hey, you know, I right. don't want to fire you, but I will. Mm-hmm. More of that. So, yeah, that's how you I, get better employees. Heck yeah. I uh, To piggyback off your point, John, I had a terrific manager before she left um, at the company I worked for. And I was really struggling. I was struggling with, you know, basically just not that I wasn't struggling with the job, but it was the responsibilities of mm-hmm. with the job, basically. Like, okay, I was tasked to build $16, $18 million of annual recurring revenue. That's a lot to worry about, a lot to think about. And mm-hmm. it's like the question was asked of her and it was a pointed like conversation. What do you want to do? And it was a direct, I took it as not a direct shot at my character, but it was like, this mm-hmm. is a motivation for me. Like she was saying exactly what was going on in my head. Like <clears throat> how motivated are you to do this? Do you want to do this? Otherwise, if you don't want to do this, I've got nothing else for you. That's how I took it. And it exactly. was it, it lit a fire under me at that point, and it was just something that she just sparked inside to really kind of get the the pilot light to come on inside of me, and I turned it around, and obviously did very very well, been performing excellently ever since. But sometimes the the good managers, the the ones that are there, that recognize the talent that's there, just needs to push it, just can push it in a way that can mm-hmm. get you to be motivated and to start to think about. Hey, what can I do to contribute to the company? As opposed to, well, I'm just doing this just because you get to involved mm-hmm. where Steve, mm-hmm. it's like, well, okay, I just, I'm just going through the motions. I don't really fucking care anymore. If you get to that yeah. point, it's best to just get the hell out of there and leave. It's not at that point a quiet fire. It's more like it's a poor, piss poor result because of the yeah. manager, I think, at the end of the day, you know, in that regard. Yeah. Um, We've got breaking news again. Oh, jeez. Oh, nice. so I think everybody knows at this point, Cole Beasley suddenly retired last week uh, from the NFL wide receiver mm-hmm. currently for the, well, formerly for the Bucks. Uh, uh, so, so I got dropped him a, off the fantasy team. I got dropped yeah. him off my fantasy roster. <laughs> uh, so, so that's, so the breaking news is that uh, right now there is no word that he is planning to come back. Nice. Thank you. There. Appreciate so there that. You have it. There you go. You're welcome. I thought it was breaking news about that it was 40 seconds left on the play clock. (laughs) That could be too. That could be too, John. 
Well, to, let's go ahead and close this uh, real quick with this, guys. What yeah. to do if you do experience quiet firing, guys? The number one sentence, have a conversation with your manager. Yes. Pretty straightforward. Um, an employee shouldn't be the one to initiate that conversation, though. If you want to take a hold of your career, then have that conversation. Um, I'm committed here. I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, things like that. I want to contribute. I want to help out. You know, things along those lines. Be positive. Well, Talking to your boss could be can help determine what is happening, can be a constructive way to obtain some closure. If you, if you feel like you're the yes. victim of quiet firing, you could always go the George Costanza route and get revenge by just not yes, quitting. Yes, it's true. You know. <laughs> this is irritation. This right. is irritation. <laughs> right. And it also, if you need to fire people, hire somebody that can handle it if you can't yeah. do it yourself. Yeah, just exactly. Do it, you, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, do yourself a favor and step away from the managerial position. Like, seriously, I understand leadership is tough. But if you're not up to it, step away. It's okay to step away from it. Like, maybe you're not up to it. And if that's the case, get out. You know, just saying. (laughs) I could be wrong on that. But I love this, too. One more thing, guys, at the end. Um, And I'll say it in the annoying voice. Put together a three-column list. Column one is all the tasks you want your you were hired to do. What was your original job description? Column two is all the additional tasks you've been taken on. Column three is some of the additional things you would see yourself taking on that would create more value for the organization if some of the other tasks were taken off your plate. So those are some of our, I guess you could say, LinkedIn I things don't to see do. what that has to do with. <laughs> yes, frankly. <laughs> Uh. All right, guys. Well, here we go with the fourth topic of episode 106 of Two Noobs. And, you know, guys, one of the things that made Two Noobs famous in the early days was John ranting and raving about Section 230. (laughs) You ever go back to some of the old episodes? Just hating the I had no idea what actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had no idea what John was talking about with Section 230 at all. I was just going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so you were just faking it the whole time, Matt. God Pretty damn. much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had no idea until I read this article about Section 230 yes. and that the Supreme Court is willing now to hear a challenge uh, on a law that shields Internet companies from lawsuits And a couple of the key points, Section 230 shields Internet companies from liability for user content on their platforms, gentlemen. Justice Thomas, last year, questioned how lower courts were interpreting the law specifically. And it was on Monday, I guess, of this past week, uh, the Supreme Court agreed to hear a challenge to the sweeping legal immunity that shields Internet companies from lawsuits over user-generated content, a provision of the 1996 uh, Communications Decency Act, known as Section 230, was intended to protect free expression on the Internet by shielding Internet companies from liability for much of their content their users post on their platforms. The law also protects companies uh, from lawsuits for removing content that violates their policies. The law, though, has drawn criticism for both Democrats and Republicans and made questions about whether social media companies have become too powerful. Answer, yes, they have become too powerful. Um, goes on to talk about Nohimi Gonzalez, who was a 23-year-old U.S. citizen who was killed in an Islamic State group attack in Paris in 2015. I remember that story. Uh, her family ended up trying to sue Google, alleging it was partly responsible because it promoted videos and other content that propagated this Islamic State's group message on their platform question in the case is whether Google is entitled to Section 230 protections when it recommends contents to other users, even when that process is handled by a computer algorithm. John, you are our, I guess you could say, our expert on this. I should actually mention this before I toss it over to you. Absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) There you go. Before I toss it over to you for your reaction, the San uh, Francisco-based U.S. Circuit Court or Circus Court of Appeals, the Ninth Circus Court. Yes. Circuit yes. Court, sorry, sorry. Ninth Circus, Circuit, ruled that two, Section 230 protects the companies from lawsuits, but also raised concerns with mm-hmm. the law. John, thoughts on this? Uh, you love Section 230, don't you? But uh... <laughs> Well, it's, uh, it's not... 
I understand the law. I understand 230 protecting, like, if if two 13-year-olds are like, your mom jokes, and, like, one kid's feeling get hurt. It's not Facebook's fault. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they also, in 1996, didn't realize that Al-Qaeda was going to have a Twitter account. So <laughs> there, there's a fine line between those <laughs> two things that they need to work mm-hmm. out. We talked about it on the podcast before. It social media needs to be legislated somehow. It needs to be. It needs to be like the FCC or the F whatever the the communications people. You're right. Howard Stern pisses off all the time. Those people need to get CFCC. involved. So or someone like mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. need to get involved, and that would be a good start by the Supreme Court hearing this. That's that's good news because I like when smart people, you know get involved especially in something Mm -hmm. that is like google should be uh in trouble because they were promoting that video i think that's Mm -hmm. pretty clear but i don't Mm -hmm. think it needs to be a full like you don't need to wipe the whole thing because you can't just randomly sue google for no reason i'm Mm -hmm. I'm okay with them not being sued every because everybody's going to sue them as soon as you pull it away (laughs) that's what's going to happen they need to do something it's interesting here, and Steve, for your, since you are our resident legal expert here, the Supreme Court on Monday granted a separate but le- related case about whether Twitter, Google, and Facebook could be held liable under the Anti-Terrorism Act for aiding and abetting the Islamic State group. The platforms, the plaintiffs argued, played an important role in the rise of the Islamic militant organization. That case, however, doesn't directly involve questions about protection from liability under Section 230. Um, And they dismissed as moot a high-profile case last year, Supreme Court did this, uh, about whether former President Donald Trump was on solid legal ground when he blocked several of his critics on Twitter back while he was in office. Uh, But Justice Thomas, in a concurrence, lamented the power of social media companies and indicated they might be treated differently under the law. What are your thoughts in regards to those two paragraphs I just mentioned to you? Um, the the second case I'm less familiar with, um, the, mm-hmm. the 230 case, I think, to John's point, they're not going to wipe the entire thing. It sounds mm-hmm. to me like it's a narrow legal question of it's one thing to allow people to post things on your site and just Mm -hmm. let it be there and exist. I think that's what 230 was designed to give protection for is like John said, you know, you you post things on Facebook. It's not Facebook's fault if somebody gets hurt because that that's just happens to be there. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's with millions upon millions of posters, it's nearly impossible to, uh, you know, police it. Um, mm-hmm. The the narrow issue, I think, presented by the Google case is that somehow, you know, YouTube's algorithm or whatever, I guess, when they recommend mm-hmm. videos for you was recommending this ISIS recruitment video, mm-hmm. which sounds to me like it was not a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. And if you were actively promoting, uh, recommending posts that might be a little different because now you are making it more accessible to people um, yes. who may be susceptible to the messaging who would otherwise might not have seen it um, and you are in effect you know when you recommend or promote it you're effectively saying hey you know we're we're YouTube watch this video YouTube tells me to watch it yeah. Might okay. as well just check this out. Boop. You're, yeah, in, exactly. you're instantly liable as soon as you're recommending something, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds. If I, if I recommended a a shotgun to Matt and he killed a <laughs> and he goes out and kills a squirrel, I'm you know what I mean? Like I, I got I got a little bit to blame there because maybe I knew Matt wanted to kill that squirrel and I was like, hey. You personally, I would have gone with a personally, <laughs> yeah, I would have gone with a flintlock rifle, but I'm, that's I'm, just my personal I, opinion. I'm trying to make a joke out of it, but you know what I mean. Like it, yeah. as soon as you start to recommend something, you 
morally kind of become liable. Like it's it's <laughs> passively it's passively providing the bulletin board as opposed mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. directing people to the post on the bulletin. Board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason and by whomever is doing it, and it sounds to me. I don't know enough about 230 to know exactly what the rule says, but it sounds to me like the question is, <clears throat> because it was being promoted, that's the question of whether YouTube should be protected or, or Google should be protected or not under or 230. Not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the other issue, anti-terrorism outside of 230, I don't know exactly what that one's about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, certainly these terror groups have used social media because it's well available um <laughs> yes yeah you know, it, and look that that's that's part of free speech and you know there's yep. mm-hmm. bad people who are going to take advantage of it and mm-hmm. um, you know you have to do i mean shame on the people who fall for it they're you know, that's the sad part is people are dumb enough to fall for this type of indoctrination. But it no happens. question. And it uh, sure does, yeah. I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, um, as far as but as far as Trump uh blocking people on Twitter. I mean it was with the, was that not with the president of the United States Twitter account? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's probably that not issue. right. That's yeah. probably yeah. not right. If it was his personal one, I'd say who cares? But yeah, yeah. But, using yeah. the official yeah. president of the United Lotus? States. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it might be a little bit of an issue. Yeah, that was like the whole yeah. point of when he got blocked on Twitter. Everybody made a big deal about it. But the real thing was, mm-hmm. if they would have blocked the the POTUS Twitter account, that would have been what that would have been grounds for Twitter to be, you know, mm. taken like dismantled. But they just blocked. A dude that what you know that was he was I think he was ending his presidency at that point and he was using it completely against Twitter's guidelines. Mm, he was purpose mm-hmm. purposefully using it to get Twitter to block it. Hmm. Interesting. That was their whole. This that is- was their whole point. This is an interesting quote from Justice Thomas, guys. I'll just read it. Much like a, with a communications utility, this concentration. I'm assuming he means Section 230 gives some digital platforms enormous control over speech when a user does not already know what exactly where to find something on the internet and users rarely do google is the gatekeeper between that user and the speech of others 90 percent of the time end quote that's a very interesting comment by the justice um in that regard gents i i almost wonder if it's you know more like a monopoly situation you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah, everybody uses Google be right. because they they know how to use it, but effectively Google has practically a monopoly on searching mm-hmm. for things, and you know maybe we need to decentralize talk- that a little bit. Is yeah. he talking about the fill in? If you type a word, it fills it because I don't know if it even no, does that I, anymore. I, I, I think I he's just mm, commenting on if you if you're looking on if the you, Google like, search. I need to know. I need a recipe for fucking donuts, something or other. Um, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you go to Google and say recipe for donuts, mm-hmm. and Google is the gatekeeper. That's what ah, gotcha. sends you okay. to the place okay. to find the answer to your question. To your question, and it seems yeah. like more and more it's the only place where. I mean, yeah, shit. I use seem, yeah. I use Google all the time because Bing sucks. So, you know, yeah. I'm use Google. <laughs> it's either that or DuckDuckGo. But yeah, but everybody, I mean, I think there was one, I think there was a quote from Bill Morris is when you, when you say, well, when you Google it, you know, you've got a problem essentially because Google is the go-to search. Cause they it market used to be themselves the, yeah. so well. Yeah. yeah. They market themselves so well in the marketplace that this is the only place you go to for internet searches is Google. Well, I'll just Google it. It's both a noun and an adjective where you're just doing verb, it, yeah, you know, that kind a of verb. or a verb, yeah. Back, I always get the back in up. our back in our day, we had Ask Jeeves and <laughs> Netscape, and we had all these yeah, kinds right. of things, and then Google took them that's all over, and now exactly. <laughs> and don't forget, you we're had Googleable. To- <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah exactly. That's <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. No, it's interesting. I mean, it. I hate to say, you know, with the Spider-Man thing, with great power comes great responsibility, right, guys? I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, this is really when, when you're p- trying to police free speech, that's where you get into problems because mm-hmm. free speech, when it was put in the U.S. Constitution, the founders wrote that in there because they knew they had a society back then that had morality. And it's a moral argument to say that you have free speech because it is assuming people use that speech in a way that will uplift people or you know admonish or whatever the case may be um people in that regard but now we're at a point where i'm just saying that could i think that my opinion free speech was put in because they were under british rule where you could not speak your mind Mm -hmm. and yes 100 to have a government that works for the people you cannot silence and you're seeing yes. it in in russia right people oh, are yes. people in russia oh, are waking yes. up and going oh and they're oh i'm out of here basically i'm out of here because <laughs> wow because yeah. we were lied to about what's going on in the world exactly. uh, through state media <laughs> because you country like that yeah. you don't have free speech you can't speak mm-hmm. up um, and and I, you get arrested if you do. Yeah, right. You get arrested. That's why it's in mm-hmm. there. You know, I don't think yeah. it's a morality issue at all. I think it's was, it's was because you you need to have the freedom to be able to speak your mind because otherwise, the government can become too overpowering, and you you're right back to authoritarianism. Yep. The mo- I think Granted. the morality comes in is is listening to listening to an exact opposition to your opinion and be able to mm. leave it where it is. I think that's the morality mm-hmm. of it. Like you have to take your stance and there has to, if there's an opposite, they still have the freedom to speak that without you saying a word. That's where mm-hmm. that kind of comes in is you have mm-hmm. to, it's, it's a whole politic things. Like you, you can't, you can't run around beating up every Trump supporter or beating up every Democrat. You have to realize that, hey, that's that's their opinion. That's their life. I'm going to be over here. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's that's where free, yeah. freedom of speech with me is you got to you got to have it because you can't you can't censor anybody's opinion. We're mm-hmm. we're worse of a society once you just censor one opinion. Yeah, yeah just to to bring it back though to the to the 230 case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Freedom of speech applies to government. Mm-hmm. Google is not government. Mm-hmm. Um, it would seem to me, and I was, did Google own YouTube in 2015? I thought that was a more recent thing. They did, yeah. They they purchased YouTube. I believe YouTube, they did, I yeah. Believe. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So they have, you know, user guidelines or restrictions or you know whatever the the. The word is escaping me now because it's late. In the the terms of services <laughs> for YouTube is so long, dude. It's like mm-hmm. over a thousand pages. Well, I, you services. know, but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's like if you're, if you post a video that's promoting violence, it will be taken down. You know, something mm-hmm. to that effect. Yeah, um, I would hope. Makes, yes, <laughs> right. Which makes me wonder what was in this video that's the subject yeah. of the lawsuit that it wasn't. Yeah, taken down and. The problem is, again, not only that it wasn't taken down, but that it was ending up in people's feeds of, hey, here's a, here's a yes. video for you to watch. Here's the recommended um, video for you. Wait, what? Yeah. 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 And now I'm pissed yeah. off because they're promoting ISIS videos, but they won't promote Dr. IP. That that makes me angry. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? We're going to promote your uh, latest episode right now. I'm going to throw it up there on the card in the upper right corner. Awesome. Bam. There it is. How about that? Awesome. There you go. Which there was awesome, go. by the way. Shameless plug. Hey, speak no of section shameless. 230 for Matt. <laughs> no section 230 for Matt. We're going to promote Dr. IP to the hills. But hey, yeah. sp- speaking of uh, shameless plugs, guys, we've come to the end of the episodes, the end of episode 106 of Two Noobs Talk. It's great to be able to sit and talk go with Phillies. you guys. Go Phillies. Yeah, go Eagles. We'll see how they do. Let's see how both teams do next week for yes. sure. Um, but yeah, it's great to be able to sit and chat with you guys. Johnny, where can people find us out there in two noobs? All over the place in this section 230 
area <laughs> where where Facebook and, <laughs> and Twitter Facebook will uh, not Instagram, be liable for us. <laughs> TikTok and Clapper all will screw us with two. Th- no, um, little short videos on all those platforms that lead us back to our aforementioned YouTube being channel. YouTube channel. Example, exactly. Name two noobs talking, just putting it out there right now. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, you know, uh, for our channel, um, and especially when our videos drop. Wednesdays at 7, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Audible side, though, Steve, where can people listen to us, man? On the Audible side, it's breaking news. You can hear us on nice. Spurtify. You can hear us on uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Samsung Podcast, yeah. iHeartRadio, Glenn, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music. And that's all thanks to Podbean. There you go. <laughs> There you Cheap go. Plug. <laughs> Cheap plug. Exactly. That's it, guys. It ends episode 106 of Two Noobs. It's on the 107 next week. Is Until it? then. Is it? Well, yeah. Really? I mean, why not? Hey, it's the two-year anniversary next week of Two Hold Noobs on. talking. Breaking news. We're doing that? 108 before 107. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, talk to you all next week. Take care. <laughs>